to dark with Mark. Have you fucked up yet? All right, welcome to another episode of After Dark with Mark. Today I receive a friend of mine, which is, he has, you probably know him under the brand Life is Awesome. Thank you for being on the show, Troy. Troy Chadwick, um, that's such an honor for me that you accepted this, but it took you three months though to finally <laughs> like be here. Um. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. And you know what? You're right. It did take three months because I didn't have the belief inside. So um, it's so awesome that you asked that because I had to ask that question. Hold on a minute. Who am I going to be? Um, so again, thank you so much. Well, you know, it's really funny because I, it was yesterday I look at it and it was exactly three months ago that I did wow. ask you that. And, uh, and finally, like we, we managed like to match our schedule mm -hmm. and, uh, it turned out that today, this is where we're doing the recording, but it's very interesting. What, like you mentioning believe what the belief will make you do or not do. Um, and it seems that this is something that you've been battling with for many years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's actually um, one of the things that's, uh, that's really hit home for me big time, uh, coming to the understanding that what you believe about yourself is actually what gets delivered, what gets manifested. Um, I like to tie it a lot into um, what I've been reading lately um, in terms of, uh, from, you know, from the book, The Power of Awareness um, by Neville Goddard. And it comes down to you know, the assumptions that we make. What are the assumptions that you have about yourself? In other words, what do you believe about yourself to be true about the world? Because that's actually what your truth is. And um, I can tell you that that's been so significant for me because um, a lot of the, the growth that's happened to me is because I've been shifting from what I know or what, what's, what's been comfortable to me to actually the big question of what do I want, which means I had to change my beliefs in order for me to get what I want. It's, it's, this is something that I would say probably everybody struggle with mm -hmm. because I remember the first time I met you, you seemed like someone which is extremely confident that has this charisma <laughs> and as we got to know each other a little bit better um you shared with me all of those things and i'm looking at you i'm just like what are you talking about like what's what's the matter with you and it's very interesting to see that our perception and our assumption about ourselves is very different than the assumption that we get um toward other people mm -hmm. And, and you know what? It's it's so funny because uh, so many people say that to me in a, in a sense of when they they can't believe that inside that there's this there's this battle that's going on because on the surface I'm able to put up I was able to put up the facade for instance right 
And, and what's really interesting is as you're, as you're sharing about this, I actually remember, actually this, this, I think this was last training. Um, you know, you all inner circle, all the, for instance, all the inner circle people were downstairs in the lobby and I was up on the floor that I was on looking over the edge, you know, to look at you guys. And what was, what was fascinating is I was looking and going, man, I want to, I want to be down there. Um, but then there was that belief inside of quote unquote, um, uh, but I don't belong there yet. And and then I realized, I go, man, that's not serving me in any way, shape, or form. Because if I want to be part of that kind of thinking, that kind of mindset, those kind of results, then I had to change what I believed. And I actually asked my question, I go, well, what, you know, what, are you gonna, what am I going to continue to believe? This the same old story of you're not there yet, or do I want to believe that I'm already there? And, um, and it was so cool because I said, you know what, I'm already there. And so I walked, you know, I went down the elevator and I walked down and I had to actually continually tell myself this thing over and over again. And then I walked right into talk to you. And then I started talking to you like almost immediately. And it was kind of funny because I remember when you were, <laughs> you're going, really, that's, that, that's, wow. Why are you thinking that we're just normal people? <laughs> You know? But the belief was, it was, you know, I had to, I had to change that. That, that is so, I mean, it is so true because I went through this as well myself. And I remember the very first time it happened to me, I was 15 years old mm -hmm. and I saw those two guys doing some skateboard and that was like a bunch of girls around. And I was like, Wow. I would love to be friends with them, mm -hmm. but I probably, I don't have, I don't have this coolness. No, I'm not as cool as them. Mm -hmm. And the funny part is one of them became like one of my best friend at the time. And the other one was, uh, was someone that I hang out for, for many, many years. And, uh, and, if I look at the situation right, based on, you know, the way I conducted my life and how that I continue to, to grow and to aspire at something bigger and bigger, I went out from my hometown. I went to a different country, started and learned different languages. And now I'm doing this work, which is international. And uh, I saw one of those guys this summer and he was, and I could see he wanted, he wanted to, he wanted to talk and, and go deeper into like, you know, what, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And it's very fascinating, but at the same token is you got to change that belief inside of you. Otherwise you will never experience that. And again, those guys had the same um, limiting beliefs that I had toward other things. So we all have those challenges. It's about how are you responding to those challenges that's going to start building your character. And uh, you, you told me a story about when you had a band, then you, you, were, you were trying to stay in the safe zone, even though that you were really, really good at it with your band, but you, you, you didn't want to take the, the, the leap. You didn't want to take the, the fate that you're going to be able to, to bring this on stage and, and becoming like a real band and doing music and so on. You were staying in the studio. 
Yeah, and that's actually a really important thing to think about because, you know, even though I practiced a lot and we practiced a lot and we sounded amazing, you know, the real thing that I really wanted was to just get up on the stage to do that. But the problem is, is I was scared, you know, and I was telling myself that, oh, it had to be perfect. Um, it had to be absolutely amazing the first time. And what's really intriguing about that is, you know, that that affected me making the decisions forward because I didn't have, for instance, someone to tell me, you know, Troy, just, just get to the, just get up there. It's, you know, it's going to suck in the beginning because <laughs> it's not the same practice. is not the same as performing, even though you're, you're practicing to perform um, because, and it ended up being that I ended up working in the mortgage industry, an industry, which I didn't like in any way, shape or form because I'm a creative person but I ended up going and staying in the mortgage industry for 25 years. Now, and you hated it. I, I hated it. Now, fortunately, I was lucky enough to be able to choose what I wanted to do within the industry because it was family business. So I, I gravitated towards marketing, towards operation, creating those things. But I was completely disconnected from anything that had to do with selling it. How uh, many people do you think that are experiencing exactly that? They hate what they're doing. They hate waking up in the morning. Every Monday morning, it's, it's, it's death to them. And the only thing they're waiting, it's Friday afternoon. So they can just like, you know, soil their mind with alcohol and drugs and all those things because they don't want to think about what they've done during the week. Well, this first, this first state something that's true. And that is they're not thinking. First of all, they're not thinking in any way, shape, or form, but the overwhelming majority of people are actually in this boat. And, it's, and the main reason why they're in this boat is because they're not asking one powerful question, what do I want? Uh, a more powerful question that's even deeper than that is, what do I secretly want? What's the idea that I would really love to act on, that I'd really love to deliver, that I'm just too afraid to say because the idea is so big, it's so huge. And... Um, but most people, I know with certainty, most people do, oh my gosh, they, they named a restaurant after that kind of thinking. Thank God it's Fridays. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's busy and it's popular, but most people, uh, with regards to most of the people that I speak to, it's not that they don't want something different. It's that they're just, they're just in the habit of, of just accepting things the way that they are. Um, and they, and again, because they don't ask that question. And it's such a simple question. If you think about it, what do I really want? What is it that I want? Oh, but that's if you're, and if that's you're not thinking, yes, yeah, so excuse me. But if you're not thinking, it's very difficult to ask that question. Well, yeah, but, but again, the only reason why most people don't ask it is because they're not in the habit of asking it. And actually, I've, I've, I always share this with everyone that I speak to. It doesn't matter who it is. That's actually one of the most important questions you can ask yourself on a continuous basis. What do I want? And unfortunately, most people, like you, you know, you're, you're referring to, they're always focused on what they don't want. And because they're not in the job that they're in, that they want to be in, they're focusing on the fact that they're not in the job that they want to be, not understanding that whatever you focus on, you get more of. Mm -hmm. That, yeah. Well, based on that, 
what you you've been doing after the mortgage business is you started going into different shop, different businesses and all this was still not necessarily what you wanted, but you didn't, you didn't ask that question yet. No, the, the question that I was asking myself was what can I do? What do I know I can do? What am I comfortable with? Um, uh, what do I think I can accomplish? What am I you know, really confident about doing? And if you notice in terms of every single one of those questions, none of them are really tied to what do I secretly want to do? It's just based off of being, based off of doing things that, um, that are in the safe zone. And this actually ties to the story I shared with you, you know, with the band, you know, always practicing, always practicing, practicing. And then the band broke up because I didn't want to go on stage, you know, and then I look back in retrospect, oh my gosh, this, the habit, 25 years in the mortgage business, opening up the ice cream store. And a lot of people, by the way, in terms of the ice cream store, this is really important. A lot of people you say, oh, that was really risky. I couldn't do that or anything. And that doesn't matter. The point is, is at, for me, at, at my point, I knew I could do it. It was something that was really easy for me to do because um, that's just how my thinking was. But the problem was it wasn't really tied to what I secretly want. But as I look back through the, the habitual way I was asking questions, I realized, oh my gosh, even up, up to recently, just as little as um, you know, two years ago, I was, I actually never left the rehearsal studio. So everything you were doing was rehearsal. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was insane. It was like, I never left the rehearsal studio. You know, what's amazing is that this is what the overwhelming majority of people do. And what are you, what were you rehearsing for exactly? It wasn't, it wasn't so much about rehearsing. What it was, it was doing what was comfortable. In other words, if, if you think in terms of the analogy that I'm trying to share is that it's easy to go into a room with four other guys that you're close with and just practice and practice and practice. And then and, fail and then nobody's and, but oh, nobody, okay, sees it. nobody else sees it but the guys that are in there. But then when you go in front of other people to do to actually expose and to be vulnerable to do something that you really want to do that's where <laughs> that's what that's where the magic really happens right but it, see so it's not so much about the rehearsing the practice the practice it is just getting out of the comfort zone getting into that place where you're doing what you really really want to do and by the way the thing that you really really want to do is way out of your comfort zone it doesn't matter who it is it's way out of your comfort zone but you're not going to get there unless you ask that really important question. And I, I like to use this um, in terms of like, thinking, think of in terms of a target. How are you supposed to hit a target if you don't have one? Well, the only way that you get a really clear target is by asking that question. And then you gotta answer it. So when were you able to start answering that question and to, to answer the question, you had to ask the question. So when was the shift for you that you say, okay, that's enough now. You know, I fuck up enough. <laughs> let's, get, let's get down to business. Let's get down to really what I want and, and do something that I want to do. Well, it started um, about 10 years ago when I started to, start, started to listen to a lot of people in personal development, thought leaders. A lot of the people that 
um, that we all know about people like Tony Robbins, Jim Rohns, Wayne Dyer, and of course, Bob Proctor, because, you know, he's like to me, the, the, the ultimate, but, but what's fascinating is um, it, the shift started to happen when I started to when I started to ask the question in terms of who am I, why, why do I do what I do? And you know what's interesting is throughout all the study that I was doing, I would spend money on courses, I would spend uh, money to go to events, I would read books and stuff like that. But even though I was studying um, and doing those things, the the results in terms of what I really wanted weren't they weren't manifesting. Um, now how it ties into when the shift happened, it was when I really, when I decided to, to study at a very deep level what Bob teaches. And it's kind of, it, it's kind of cool because, um, it's actually not kind of cool, it's freaking amazing. Um, in terms of um, when I started to study that at a deep level, that's when the shift happened. Now, let me put it a little bit into perspective in terms of me studying personal development for five years. I heard of Bob five, uh, 10 years ago. I'm sorry, 10 years ago. I heard Bob of 10 years ago, and I would listen to his stuff intermittently, but I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't attach to it because all he ever, uh, what he talked about most of the time were two things, what paradigms, paradigms <laughs> and the crazy stick person. Uh-huh. You know, and it was just like, oh, I just, can't get into that. It's just not going to work. And da, da 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 da. So I would listen to all the motivational stuff, right? All this. So the Tony Robbins, the Jim yeah, Rohn, of which, of which I love all of them, by the way. This is not a disrespect with regards to any of them because I love all of them. Yeah. The thing is, where the shift happened is when I went deeper. Um, and it actually started from studying the science of getting rich in terms of you know Bob's presentation. That's when everything really shifted. Big and that time. was the same for me too. Like this is where that I started to truly start seeing changes when I went into this program, the science of getting rich. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that was what, what I saw there. I saw light. It was still not, it was still not, um, okay, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make something big or I had this, but I still didn't have that belief mm -hmm. in me, mm -hmm. but I knew I saw the light. I knew that I can do what I always thought I could do mm -hmm. with that program. And, 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 um, I want to reiterate exactly what you said, because I totally relate to everything that you just said. And I'm going to share a little fascinating story about this particular thing that we're talking about in terms of the science of getting rich. Um, I was, before I became a consultant for, for PGI, I was actually getting ready to be signed up to be a coach for Brendan Burchard, a high performance coach. I don't know if you know who Brendan Burchard is. Of course. But, um, and I love Brendan. Oh my gosh. He's just this big full bull full of joy. His line is bring the joy. Um, and I went to his events, high performance Academy experts Academy and spent a lot of time studying his stuff. But what was interesting is as I was studying his stuff and getting heavily involved with it, that's when I was simultaneously studying the science of getting rich. Okay. Now what's interesting is, is as I was getting ready to make my payment for to be a high performance coach inside something was 
unsettling. I mean, this was like unsettling and I couldn't quite pinpoint what it was. And what I realized is like, you know, something's wrong. And so I stopped everything and cold in its tracks and I wrote down on a piece of paper, okay, what's going on here? I wrote down, if I could be coached and mentored by anyone in the world, and I wrote anyone in the world in big, bold letters, who would it be? Because that's what I was feeling inside in terms of, wait, something's wrong. And then all of a sudden, you know, Bob's name kept popping up. And then, and then Tony Robbins' name would pop up. Then it would go off the screen. And then there'd be other, Earl Nightingale's n- name popped up. And I go, oh, man, he died in 1989. That can't happen, right? Um, <laughs> and then, but it was interesting because all these names kept going on to the page, but Bob's name kept popping up. It kept little like exploding. And I'm going, oh my gosh, it's Bob. It's totally Bob. But then inside I was going, how the hell am I going to make that happen? (laughs) How the frick am I going to make that happen? But it didn't matter because I realized that was it. And and you know what's amazing? It goes, in terms of uh, making the decision, in terms of being coached by Bob, I had no intentions of being a coach in any way, shape, or form. All I wanted to do was be coached by Bob. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of cool because everything was tied specifically to what I was learning from the science of getting rich and how I studied that thing like crazy. It was just like, oh my gosh, this is like really the answer. And so what I did is I go, okay, then I guess this is what what I'm going to do. And and so I sent an email. It says, okay, I want to look into coaching for, for Bob Proctor. And you know what's funny is um, no one got back to me for two weeks. <laughs> no one got back to me. And I was like going, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, as someone's, can someone please get back to me? And he goes, no one's got back to you. No, I don't. There's something happened. There was something that happened, you know, because shit happens. But then. Um, uh, what year was that? That was a year ago. Okay. It was just a year ago. Uh, actually, a year and a month ago. And then Mario ends up calling back, you know, Mario. I don't know if you don't know Mar- Mario Picone. I love that man. He's yes. so beautiful. Um, and it was so funny. I says, let's do this. Uh, and then he was trying. It was so funny because he was trying to go through the process of of selling the sales process, uh-huh. sales process, right? And I was telling him, Mario, stop. Just get to the point, just man. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> just let's just do this. Let's just do this. And he goes, Well, no, no, let's just do. This. I had no idea how much it was going to cost either. I had no idea. And then when he told me the price, I went, and it was like three times as much as what Brendan Burchard was charging. Uh-huh. Uh, but it didn't matter because I made the decision that I was going to go for what I wanted. I was going to go for what I wanted. This is what I really wanted to do. And then, and so I made the decision and, and I said, boom. So that's actually where the, the real significant shift happened. Yes, there was a progression towards it. Um, but where the real shift happened is when I was really focused on what do I really want? What do I secretly want? And um, after I got in, by the way, I had no idea that I was going to have to sell anything. I didn't, I didn't, all I was interested in was being coached by Bob and that's it. And so when I, then, so once I jumped in and I was doing all this stuff and I realized that, oh, I'm actually in business for myself, (laughs) really, what the heck is this about? Uh, But it didn't matter because I had to, I had to, you know, as I was studying, I realized that, okay, I get to decide what's going to be. And besides that, this is exactly what's happening. I'm being coached and mentored by Bob. 
it's very interesting uh, where you, you are at. And for anybody out there that wants to be a coach, I think there's a misconception about this idea of coaching. A lot of people are thinking, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a course. I'm going to get a diploma and uh, I'm going to do this course. And then after, you know, I can go out there and start coaching. But there's a lot of things involved in that business that people need to understand before they jump into that, that kind of thing. And I believe that the very first thing is what you just mentioned there is you had that burning desire. It didn't matter really what you need to do. What you want is I want that. Mm -hmm. And from the moment that that is clear, now everything else, you'll figure it out as you go. But I think there's a perception of glamour glamorous thing out there is like oh you're a coach oh this is so cool mm -hmm. and they see they see you because now all of a sudden like you start having some momentum over social media and all those things but they haven't seen all the work that needed to be put in every day you know day and night into your craft to be the person and to be the coach that you're currently are so tell us a little bit about this aspect that uh, you discover as you were already in, as you already committed to it, as you already paid for it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to step back in terms of the coach part, first of all. Um, I've learned to distance myself from being, quote unquote, a coach. I actually look at it more in sense of I'm an educator, helping people to understand why they do what they do and how to get what they want. Um, and it's so funny because when people talk to me and says, oh, you're like a coach. And I say, oh, okay, wait a minute. How do, I, how do I phrase this? You know what? I'm not the coach. Bob's the coach. I'm the assistant coach. <laughs> um, but it's kind of cool. It's not just kind of cool. Here I am saying kind of cool. It's actually amazing because it, it actually shifts how I see myself in a magnificent way in terms of helping people to understand themselves. Now, in terms of um, digging in, to making it happen and how I made it happen, you know, I had to, I had to change how I saw myself inside. I had to change what I believed. I mean, even with regards to this call, remember when we were talking before, you know, one of the things that was hesitant, well, I don't do that yet. And I, and then I had to switch that around. I go, hold on a second. If I'm already that, in other words, uh, you don't, you don't, I, what I was doing is I was going, um, folk, I was moving forward, focusing on the goal rather than from the goal, rather than from who I wanted to be, right? And from who I must be. Um, I even had to change that belief to be here on this call with you because this is what I do. I do this kind of stuff if I am that amazing person, which is who I am right now, right? Um, so I had to make that shift to, uh, and to, to change that belief so that I could have the faith. So, um, and the way that I did it in terms of, you know, getting to this place right now and con to continually grow is just by really just applying what Bob teaches seriously. It, it works. It works amazingly. And, and, it's, and it's through constant spaced repetition, repeating it over and over and over again. Troy, uh, I know that you've got, you've got to get going. We're going to have to take this call again. We're going to have to uh, maybe in in few months and see where you are at and share your experience. I I love your passion mm -hmm. about about this material. I love your passion about 
what you're doing and uh, you're an awesome person. So I know that you're saying always life is awesome, but you are awesome. So just continue doing this, continue to make, to bring good into the world because I believe that we can change the world, but it start with each and every single one of us. Mm-hmm. So make sure that when you're listening to this, take what we are just sharing right now and just apply it to yourself and ask the question, what do I really want to start with? And then after start taking action. And if you do those two things, you'll see your life. Last thought before that uh, we're wrapping this up. Um, The last thoughts I would like to leave everyone with is there's a new success story in this world. And guess who it is? It's you. It is you 100%. But the only way you're going to get there is by asking the question, what do I want? And then start living your life from what you want. That is beautiful. Life is awesome. Thank you, Troy. We'll see each other pretty soon. Yes. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review and subscribe to never miss a future episode of After Dark with Mark. As well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mark Jospitre.